Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? Uh, just a drink. A martini, shaken not. Welcome to Shake and Not Know, the podcast where we talk about movies, video games, comic books, and collectibles. With me, as always, is my co-host, Ian Huge Action Man Johnson. That's huge. <laughs> How huge? That big. And as a, wow. <laughs> and as always, I am Alex Duty Dushman. But this week's a little different. We have a guest with us. We have our reporter in the field, Trisha Takanawa. <laughs> Tom Dougie. Douglas. Thank you, Tom. I'm here standing... No, no. <laughs> no, what's up? What's up? Yeah, I'm, I am I would use that term guest very, very loosely, but hey, whatever. I'm here. Let's what? do He's it. He's not quite a guest because we didn't invite him. <laughs> <It's just laughs> I just stumbled upon this. I thought, hey, There's an not? auction nearby and he just wandered on in. <laughs> That's what you get for not locking your door. <laughs> well, welcome to the mattress fort. How are you finding it? Hot and claustrophobic, but Just the way I, we like it. <laughs> I will overcome adversity. It's gorillas in the mist in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. That is, we are also hairy. Anyway, welcome to the show. Hope you have a bit of fun. <laughs> Me too. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to go into this week's news. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Starting off with this week's news. We have a photo of Megatron from Transformers The Last Night. You'll recognise Megatron from all the other shit movies. That is the new Megatron, if you can see, with the vagina mouth. Yeah, I can see what you're talking about now. He's got, like, oh, yeah. tusks. <laughs> he does. Yeah, no. Like a predator. I don't think not. it looks as bad as you said it did. It, it looks horrible. It looks pretty bad. We'll put the link yeah. on our Facebook. We'll put the photo up on the Facebook. We, have a, we have a Facebook now, Ian. What's yes. A, Want to say, talk it's, about it? It's on Facebook. It's shaken, not nerd. All one word? <laughs> Is this the news or the shameless self-promotion <laughs> part of the podcast? Give us money! <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the new Megatron for the last night. They've also got some returning characters, one of which is my favourite. They have the cowboy returning. Which you mentioned in last week's episode. And they have Barricade, who was the cop from the first film. He was the police car that fought Bumblebee in the power plant or whatever. Oh, so what's, question. What's the cowboy's name? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it. I can't remember it now. It's like overshot. Or over... <sighs> sure, why not? I don't know. I just you're like I love him. <laughs> I don't even wonder... know his name. I just want to embarrass. They'll just be a, they'll later in the podcast. I go, it's blood. <laughs> <laughs> With my phone over here, googling it. <laughs> as well as in other news, we have shocker for Spider Man. Woo! Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> I can tell you're a little excited for a time. I don't know who All shocker right. is. So, Want to tell him who Shocker is? He's a villain. Okay. That of makes Spider- sense. <laughs> <laughs> of Sp- he's, he's one of his many rogues. That, that's all I know. That's is he really... different to um, the latest villain? Oh, Electro. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. they both sound... Electrifying? Well, I think <laughs> electrifying. From what I remember, Shocker creates... He's like shockwaves. Like he... I don't know. Does he... He's got like gauntlets on his hands. Yeah, yeah. He... Does he slam them together, or does he just like point he just them? points them? From what I've seen, yeah, and he, yeah, I'm pretty certain he creates shockwaves and stuff like that. And his mask looks like a fishnet stocking. Yes, sexy, very BDSM. 
<laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> One thing I always thought of all these Spider-Man movies were missing is BDSM. Just a little bit of BDSM. Yeah. Gotta work it in somewhere. Yeah. They call him the shocker for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> shocker, fist. You draw that connection. Barracuda. <laughs> we also have Dolph Lundgren for Arrow flashbacks. Cool. No. They haven't unveiled who he is. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren is the Punisher. Dolph Lundgren is old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and we also have Grey Damon as Mirror Master for The Flash. Cool. Again, Mirror Master, no fucking idea. Who that? Who that? Yeah, and one of... Uh, <laughs> one of Flash's... <laughs> a villain. Rogue's gallery. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the that's what he's a part of. He is a part of the Rogue. That's what it's called, isn't yeah, it? The Rogue's gallery. The Rogue's gallery. There's, there's like Captain Cold. Mirror Master. Mirror Master. Boomerang? Yeah, Boomerang. Uh, Captain Boomerang. Uh, shoot, who are the other ones? Well, I know they're putting in the, the villain from season four of Arrow in there for good measure, for unknown reasons. Damien Dark. That's the one. They're putting him in there for the Arrow, for the CW-verse. Oh. Yeah. Moving on. Well, moving along. Han Solo, standalone movie. You brought this to my attention. They're casting a young, possibly, possibly casting a young Lando Calrissian. Yes, well, that's the, the current rumours. They're looking, um, casting a young Lando, and Community's Donald Glover is a hot contender. But then again, he was a hot contender for Miles Morales, Spider-Man. So it's all it's all rumors and speculation at the moment. Um, but I mean, he is in Homecoming, so there who are knows? plenty of really talented actors they could go with. Danny Glover, like, <laughs> <laughs> like somebody who knows how to act. Denzel Washington. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> Denzel Washington as a young Lando character. <laughs> yes, that could work. Just for good measure, they should have like Lando's dad played by Billy D. Williams. I personally think they'd be better off going with the No Name. Oh yeah, I think they're better off going that route. What about the the kid who was a young Chris Rock and everybody hates Chris? How old is he now? Uh, he was in The Walking Dead and he seems old enough. Mm. That's all I know. Seems really tall and lanky though. Like yeah, I don't know if he really yeah. fits. I mean, if they're going, if they is want he gonna have the mustache? Who's... This is the real question. That's true. That <laughs> yeah. old lip mustache. Yeah, that mustache. And a teeny that dog milk. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Moving a little bit away from Star Wars because there wasn't really much Star Wars. I don't think I saw anything. Nah, Pretty quiet on the Star Wars front. Yeah. Moving along, <laughs> we had the Rogue One trailer that went oh. for. Oh! oh! Right. So, what did you guys think of the new Star Wars? I'm going to ask Ian first because you're just going to divulge into it. and That is true. Yes. My personal opinion, this trailer looked awesome. My personal opinion, though. I think it looked better than the trailer for Episode 7 looked because it's less relying on nostalgia and more relying on a really good storyline. That's a good point. Uh, it's something that nobody's going to know what's going to happen in it other than they get the plans. That's that's all there is to know, really. Nobody knows anything else other than that, so everyone's going in with the same... Train of thought. Yeah. <clears throat> Will Alderaan make it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the trailer. We had Darth Vader. At the very end of it, and I just geeked and excited. I was so excited just to see the back of his head. Did you squirt some geek cheese? Ew. Yes, I did. <laughs> Why, yes, I did, Kent. <laughs> Tom, go in it. What do you think? Oh, what don't I think? Very, yeah, I was really, really impressed with this trailer, much like the first one. There was, uh, there's a lot going, I mean, if you look at the trailer, there's a lot going on. I watched uh, watched a good video this morning from Mr. Sunday Movies, where he sort of picked up on, like, ten things you may have missed. One thing I picked up on, well, I thought I picked up on yesterday, I reckon that planet they're on, the like that compound, you know, the the trailer where you got yeah. the Star Destroyer hanging over. Yeah. Because there's, there's another bit in the trailer where you see Jin 
and that other dude, they're in the ship. Mm-hmm. They're flying through like all of this rubble's crashing down around them. I reckon the Death Star, they're going to do like a little test run. Okay. And they're going to destroy that. Because there's an awful lot of, when they're showing shots of that little compound thing, there's an awful lot of like Imperial air traffic, like cargo ships and TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. And then a scene later, you see a Star Destroyer hanging over it, and there's still all this. So I reckon they're like... There's get, something happening there. Yeah, like they're like, all right, we've gotten everything we need. It makes sense to do a test run. Yeah. While trying to blow up a whole planet. Exactly. So oh, instead of God. being like... So they're all like, all right, cool, we've gotten everything we need out of here. Let's hightail it out. And then, well, fuck it, you know, let's, let's see how the Death Star goes on, say, 10% power. And then they blow up that area. But the the video from Mr. Sunday Movies, he said that this is the planet Jeddah, which is like a Jedi pilgrimage planet. Okay. And that compound is like a, Je- a sacred Jedi temple where they store the Kyber crystals, which okay. is what the Death Star uses as its main power source mm-hmm. for its weapon. So I reckon they've gone in, gotten all the Kyber crystals out, and then Vader's like, fucking wipe it. Just destroy that Jedi temple. Yep. We'll do a quick little test run, and they do that. Okay. I think that's a pretty good theory. One of the things I thought it might be on that theory of what that planet is, is the Death Star was made, I believe, in orbit or in the system of Geonosis. I think they've <laughs> confirmed, though, that whatever that tropical planet is, mm. that's where it's constructed. Oh. It's constructed in that orbit. Because mm. it was, yeah, it was in the Tarkin book, but maybe they've changed it or done it all. Meh. Oh, what was it? Because they're canon now. Aren't the, those books canon? Yeah, it was. I believe it was outside of the system of Geonosis. Like anything that went into the system of Geonosis, if they didn't have a reason for being there, they were either turned back or destroyed instantly. Oh, okay. Mm, I believe it was Geonosis. Ooh, interesting. So, it, it's the mobile death station. It mm. goes from Alderaan to Yavin in the space of 40 minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's say it moves. It moves at blistering speeds. But I wonder if it has a hyperdrive. It'd have to. It, it couldn't. It's huge. Surely. Well, Something that big, going through hyperspace, tearing up holes, <laughs> black holes. I don't think the Empire concerns itself too much with that. They're like, yeah, fuck it. Just go through it. Yeah. <laughs> Drive through. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else you picked up on the trailer? In the first trailer, Forrest Whitaker's character is, he's bald, but in this trailer, he's all like, he's got fuzzy hair and like looks all disheveled. So I reckon he'll be like some kind of hermit where he's like, I'm not fighting anymore, I've done my fight. And then Could G- be. And then Juno, so I'll be like, Nah, mate. Like, we need you. <laughs> nah, like, mate. <laughs> like, well, join the Bogan crew. <laughs> Me and Captain Boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> like, need to fight some empire and shit. And he's like, yeah, nah, good point. And he'll, yeah, like, he'll yeah, no, shave his head and beard and he'll be like, yeah, let's do it. And then he'll die. Because that's, that's, I think, the other thing. Like, you look at this whole crew and knowing that none of them are ever mentioned in the the original like, two things are got to happen. Either... Oh, a shit ton of them are going to die. Yeah, exactly. Like, either they all die, they're all going to have to die, or they'll complete the mission. I'm like, well, we did that one mission, we're out, catches later. <laughs> and that's it. Like, you never see him again. I just love the thesis that this, this Rogue One crew is a bunch of Bogans on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now nah, we're going to steal your plans, bitch. <laughs> Nah, you never know, they could do a Rogue One 2 or Rogue 2 and make a ceiling this plans of the second Death Star. Or maybe... Ma- many Bothnans died to bring us this information. Or maybe Again. They, they get... <laughs> Again. <laughs> captured at the end of this one, 
And then their next one is them escaping between Empire and Return. Or yeah. there could always be other other missions that they've had that aren't still in the That's true. Death yeah, they, they could be like the, the Black Ops. It would surprise the, the me if they mm. allowed themselves the potential to do sequels according if this one does work. Oh, for sure, yeah. So there'll be other missions that just... Wait, wait, wait. You mean Disney just want to do a one-off and that's it? and not make any sense. And not milk that? Capitalise <laughs> on it, yeah. No, no. Was there anything else, or that's that's your main points you wanted to get across? Those are the main points, I think. Um, just and it, and it looks awesome. It just looks really cool. It's uh, I think the first Star Wars film where we're gonna see the war. Yeah, yeah. hopefully, because it was supposed to be a dark, grungy war film. Well, that's what they said. It's like the Saving uh, Private Ryan of Star Wars. Yeah, cool. I'm not gonna go in with the assumption that it's gonna be like that though. I think <laughs> Saving Tom Disney Hanks. will certainly put their Mickey Mouse in. Oh. <laughs> they got to sh- they got to shoot a stormtrooper instead of going oh, and falling over. Goes, oh, and fall. <laughs> I'm sure they'll figure out some way to lighten the mood. As you see from the trailer, anyway, with the droid. I don't know what the droid's name is. To be honest, oh yeah, I, it Alan looks like that's going to be a part of the humor. Yes. Yeah, I won't kill you. Oh, okay, <laughs> well, thanks for that. <laughs> Cheers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and last news, you pointed out to me yet again: Man of Steel sequel. Confirmed? Question mark? Well, I just assumed it was always... Because remember, what was it? It was a couple of years ago, DC came out, and they are like, here's our plan for the next... It was like 10 years or something Yeah, but Man of Steel wasn't on there. Wasn't it? No, I thought it was. I don't think there was a standalone Batman. Oh, I thought that was. Because when they announced Batman... Because it was around the time, like, they announced... Yeah, didn't they say Batflick was going to do his own? Ben Affleck. But that was after Batman Superman. I don't think so. No, 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 ben, the Batflex been, they announced that before BBS came out. My mistake. It's been, it's, what's been, because I think originally the Batflex was like 2020, then uh, BBS came out, they're like, oh, okay, 2018. Like, mm-hmm. that, like it's, it's just been, it's time slot's been, moved, like, in ebb and flow, like, it's just been changing mm. in accordance to DC just reacting to everything. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm looking forward to, I loved Man of Steel 1, that was my film of 2013. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I'm, oh, that was good. I, <laughs> <laughs> Crap! <laughs> I, I loved it, but I'm looking forward to that. So I love, I like Superman. I think Superman's a good one. I, like I love Superman. He's pretty super. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite of all the super superheroes. So I guess that means for anyone who believed he was, spoiler alert, dead at the end of BBS. Well, hmm, I'm so shocked. Superman's not dead. <laughs> what? That was the thing I thought when they released that Justice League photo and, like, Superman's, like, dead on. I was kind of like, there would be moviegoers who don't read comic books that would have taken the funeral scene at the end of BBS as, like, holy shit, he's dead. Mm. And they're just seeing that, like, oh, oh, okay, I guess he's not dead. Thanks, guys. Uh, I, I still reckon he'll get a new costume or something in the new Justice League film. Yeah. He's got a big gnarly hole in the front of his the front of his old one. It'll be... It'll probably be totally unexplained, just he rocks up in a new... Yeah, you know, me, me alien ship. It's, uh... <laughs> me dad made copies just in case. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a whole wardrobe. Thanks, Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Rusty. <laughs> Superman's now turned bogan as well. <laughs> yeah, that's what I bring to this. I just boganize everyone. So <laughs> Making costumes fighting around the world. <laughs> <laughs> he realized he doesn't have any Superman costumes left in that old ship, so he wears a Supergirl costume, and he's just wearing like a man canny with an S on. <laughs> a little tight. <laughs> the S stands for soap. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah. That's uh, I think that's all the news we have for for this week in relation to episode two. Ian, any other news you can think of or bring up? No more news for me. 
So this week we're doing another quiz because Ian's was, was very popular and well received. And, and <laughs> this week's the, this the week we're doing another quiz. It's going to be themed on movie adaptations, which is the theme of the week, as we're also reviewing the Killing Joke animated film. Yes, so let's go into quizzes. Ready? Go. You put this in your coffee. Uh, a spoon. Your hands. Your face. It's white. Paper. Snow. A ghost. All right, so now we're moving into our quiz segment, and Tom, our guest, will be our quiz master. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll kick things off. The way we'll do it this time around is Dutram and I will be asked questions each, three questions each from our quiz master. For the first question, if we get it wrong, what will we be eating, Dutram? First question, if you get it wrong, will be a handful of wasabi peas. And the next one? The next one will be a handful of Mexican cashews. These are the hottest cashews I could buy. Yay. <laughs> the third, if you get it wrong, oh, God. is a slice of ghost chili. Yeah. It burns on the way in and on the way out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nah. Le- liquid hot magma. <laughs> uh, and the questions are based on movie adaptation. Yes. Keeping with the theme. Keeping with the theme? All right. All right, Tom. Who, who wants the first question? Rock, paper, scissors. Doggy. All right. Rock, paper, scissors. Ah! <laughs> All right. So Alex gets the first question? Yep. All right. Question numero uno. Who wrote and cameoed in Captain America The Winter Soldier? <laughs> so he wrote the comic and he cameo- cameoed in the movie. Uh... <laughs> Come on. I thought you said Winter Soldier was one of your favorites. It is. <laughs> <laughs> this just makes it burn even more. <laughs> Or is it like Stanley Kubrick or something? No, it's not. Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> remember. Yes. Yeah, nah. Oh, well. What was it? Ed Brubaker. Uh, All right, a handful of... Yeah. Doing a decent handful. A decent handful, all right. Is that a decent handful? More. But less for me, but more for him. You've got a bigger mouth. Yeah, right, that's it. Oh, hear the crunch. Hear the spice. Mm. Here's so that was the wasabi peas. Wasabi peas. Yeah. Crunchy. Does it burn? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm too white to play this game. <laughs> Maybe it's a slow release. He'll be like, yeah, it's fine, yeah. it's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian. <laughs> what is the name of the mountain which Smaug drives the dwarves out of. Oh, fuck you. In The Hobbit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> Does it start with Mount? No. <laughs> well, then I'm real fucked. <laughs> Kilimanjaro? <laughs> Close, but no. Damn uh, it. Erebor. Erebor. See, I knew it once I heard it. <laughs> Partial credit. Oh, no. I'm going to pick all these. <laughs> <laughs> Bottoms up. Fucking hate wasabi as well. A big thank you to Ryan for suggesting the hot stuff. Fucking hell. <laughs> Oh, he loves it. I hate Wafali. Captain Cruncher. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Go on. Continue. All right, duty. Who wrote Jurassic Park, the novel? <coughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is terrible. Uh, I can't remember. Michael Crichton. Ba-boom. So what you're having now? I'm having the Mexican cashews. These are worse than the wasabi peas. Yeah, but at least they don't taste I like... There's a handful? Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, please tell me they taste better at least. 
you'll be the judge of that. Oh. Hot? <laughs> Are they hot? Alright. How well do you know Harry Potter, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Get that handful ready. <laughs> his face says enough. Alright. Alright, question two. What name does Harry Potter give Stan Shunpike, the conductor of the night bus, instead of his own? Fuck you. <laughs> did you even do you even know this question or did you just look up hard? This is, this is how far I got in the book before I just gave up and watched the movie. I'm, you know what? I'm not even gonna bother, I'm just going straight to the cast. <laughs> I wanna have I wanna see a proper handful. I'm taking the same man as you. More Same man as you. Fuck off. <laughs> what is the answer? Neville Longbottom. I hate you. <laughs> Neville badass. Seen him now, more like Neville's sexy ass, am I right? Mm. How are they? That's a test, Ralph. <laughs> Good. The heat haven't hit yet. <laughs> it's a slow release. Mm. It is a slow release. <clears throat> At least it doesn't taste like wasabi. Please, God, tell me you gave me a good question for the last one. Then we have the dreaded Admiral of the Ghost Chili. Oh, no. Sanity peppers. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Alright. Last question for me. Alright, duty. The Wolf of Wall Street was based on the novel by Jordan Belfort. What was the drug Leonardo DiCaprio's character took rendering him essentially paralyzed? And you need the full name. No. Yeah. What's the name of the drug? The drug. I don't remember the name of the drug, but they called it Lemons. Mm, It's a type of drug, but you have to know the full name. Something Lemons. Lemon lemons. It's lemons. <laughs> Quaalude lemons. Oh, fuck off. Chili! <laughs> Ask him the same question because we're doing it at the same time. Ask him my question because we're doing this at the same time. Alright. So, so far you're, all, you're zero for zero. <laughs> Alright, I guess we're going to go My nose my... is burning already. <laughs> we're going to go to my decider. I can't wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright. What is... is the name of Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining? His name. <clears throat> A lot of people don't know this name. <laughs> <laughs> um, you being one of them. <laughs> um, John Smith is, is quite a common name. <laughs> but it's not that one. <laughs> yeah, I got no idea. <laughs> uh, Jack Torrance. Oh, no. <laughs> no? Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have a decider here. All right. No. Yeah, I reckon well, we go to the decider. Because you're both zero for zero. Because what? What would he? Uh, what, what's the losing gonna do? Mm. Yeah. Well, All right. Yeah. Go to the side. Go to the None of us have got it right. So is it whoever gets in first? It's a true or false. So I'm gonna need a buzzer. <laughs> what, what? Just yell something now. What's your buzzer? Penis. <laughs> All right. Vagina. <laughs> All right. So duty. we're really mature here. Yeah. Duty is penis. <laughs> duty penis. And I'm vagina. Ian <laughs> is. A vagina. Vagina. Wait, is it vagina or vagina? It's vagina. A lot of people don't know this. <laughs> Alright. I've already touched the chili and I just don't want to touch anything else. <laughs> That's fair. My face, my eyes starting to itch. <laughs> okay. True or false? Come back to Michael Crichton. Uh, Michael no. Crichton was inspired to write the Terminator novel after he read a story about a local woman using her PC... It malfunctioning, blowing up, and killing her. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> Penis false. Correct. I made that up. Eat it. Eat it. A whole thing. I want bites as well. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. How did I know this was going to be me that Eat got this? the chili, Ian. That chew. Oh, God. 
Oh, Jesus. The look of pain in his eyes. <laughs> it's hot. I can feel my entire mouth swelling. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, I swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> Get that shit away from me. Oh, that's so hot. My mouth is sweating. <laughs> oh, Good quiz, guys! Good quiz! <laughs> Woo! Uh, okay, you can wrap this one up now. Alright, next we're going. Hurry up! <laughs> Hurry up! I'm just curious if you want to know Terminator was never a novel. <laughs> uh, and with that, we're going to be moving on to our next segment. This week's Comic Appreciation of the Week, sticking with the theme of movie adaptations, I've chosen another one of my favourites. Justice League, New 52, Volume 3, known as The Throne of Atlantis. None of you know what that is, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I, saw... <laughs> I saw the movie. It's essentially Atlantis attacks Metropolis, above ground, whatever you want to call them, ground dwellers, and Aquaman essentially has to find out why Atlantis has attacked, and whether just... <laughs> Can you let go of his tongue? <laughs> So hot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he has to decide whether he should go along with the Justice League and stop the Atlanteans, or whether he should side with the Atlanteans, try and get them to see a bit of reason. But it also involves the Justice League essentially saying, Atlantis are going off the rails, you have five minutes to stop them before we intervene, which causes Aquaman to fight back against the Justice League for a brief period of time. Actually puts Superman through about three boats, and uh, it actually proves that Aquaman can kick the shit out of Superman. That would be good to see. That's what I want to see on the screen. Like, yeah, I want to be cool. I want to see Jason Momoa do something. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, I don't care. Just do whatever you want. Make a stir fry, whatever. Is this the one where he summons a kraken or something? No, that's a different book where he sort of he dies, he comes back to life, and because he can control Dead Sea life, he summons the kraken. It's pretty cool. But essentially, this book, they have, with the with the above-ground world being attacked, it causes the Justice League to open their ranks and open the doors for new members to come in. So they get, like, Hawkman and the Atom and stuff like that. They adapted it into a movie, which was actually still pretty good. I watched it during the week. As well as it shows the importance of Atlantis, shows the power of Aquaman, and shows that um, Superman's a little bitch compared to Aquaman sometimes. His trident can go through his skin. Take that, Kryptonian. I did. I did read. Um, I, I I didn't read this book, but I read Jeff Johns's run of Aquaman, just the Aquaman side. And I think I read that the the Aquaman Throne of Atlantis. Hmm. I remember that being pretty good. Mm, but this really was a good. few years ago, so I'd, I would need to refresh myself. Um, but I remember Jeff Johns really focused on uh, throughout the series and just how relevant and actually how good Aquaman is. Like he's not. Mm. Um, he's not just a dude who talks to fish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one of my favorite bits, in like I think it was like the first couple of issues in the Aquaman run, mm. is he walks into a seafood restaurant and he orders fish and chips and everyone's horrified because they're like, <gasps> Aquaman eating fish, but that's who he talks to. And he's like, what? He's like, I, I can communicate with him. He's like, I'm not, uh, like, I still eat. Like, it's it's fine. <laughs> and everyone just loses their minds. Yeah, I but this I've not read. But it's if it's Jeff Johns and Ivan Rice drawing, like I'm sure it'd be pretty good. It is Jeff Johns, Ivan Rice, Paul Pelletier, and Tony Daniel. 
Sorry, Daniel. Good. So if someone was going to read this book, what would you say to convince them that they would like it? Essentially, seeing a character that everyone thinks is a joke portrayed as shit, steer clear rim sort of thing, to the point where if Superman comes in and be like, all right, mate, calm down, and he just punches him through boats, it shows that this isn't a character just be laughed off and pushed aside, which is what I think they're trying to do with Jason Momoa's interpretation of Aquaman. Mm. Uh, it also shows that even people like Batman are scared of him and are freaked out, like, okay, look, we need to calm him down before he gets even more angry and more, like that. So it was really, really cool. Uh, it shows the struggle between what he has to deal with above surface life and below surface life and also shows us some uh, some cool side characters for the justice league like hawkman he's brutal in this book okay so what kind of a rating are you gonna get this book? i would say if you're starting out in comics and you want to know a little bit about the character aquaman but you don't really know where to start this is a general sort of read the first or first two issues of an aquaman book and then you can essentially jump on board into this into some real action and good story but if you can't be bothered reading and you just want a casual sunday movie watch the animated movie slight interpretation differences here and there but all around great story excellent (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's jump into our uh, review now for the killing joke the animated film Uh, it was only just released on blu-ray and dvd recently it came out of the cinemas for a very short time one day one session one day, one session here in Australia, at least. I don't know about elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. So we'll jump into it now. Do you want to tell us what the main story is for this one, Dijon, considering you read the comic as well and uh, you're a nerd? No. We'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to know your story because you never know the story to anything. <laughs> Go on. Well, the story for this animated film is slightly different in a sense to the actual comic because it's actually added an entire uh, story at the beginning of that. And that is what involves uh, Bat-Bitch. Sorry, Bat-Girl. So the story is originally starts about Bat-Girl and her interaction and relationship with Batman, but also with a particular villain who has groomed her, so to speak. Terence France. Terence France. I believe that's his name. Or okay. Paris France or something. So after that point, we jump into The Killing Joke, and there isn't really any, any title sequence or anything to let us know that's jumped into it. Just kind of goes into it, and um, and that part of the second half, which is the killing joke, is almost identical to the comic, as mm. far as I can remember. And that story is uh, that Joker's escaped again from the asylum. Shocker! What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman discovers that he's escaped and goes on the hunt to find him. And the Joker finds uh, Jim Gordon to execute a plan. <laughs> So the Joker assaults, I would say, assaults Barbara, which is Jim Gordon's daughter, sexually, and shoots her in the chest, which hits her spine and paralyzes her. So the Joker uses photos from that to mentally torture Jim Gordon at a later stage. And his whole plan is that he will convince Batman that any man can snap and turn into a mental lunatic. Uh, given the right environment and the right pressures. One by day, quote, unquote. <laughs> so let's jump into your thoughts now, Dieter. What do you think about this? Well, I was a fan of the film and I went to, you know, I suggested let's go to the movies. The missus actually suggested to see this over Ghostbusters, which I was surprised. But anyway. Uh, the I... things you do for love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the movie, they actually had, they opened up with Mark Hamill talking about 
his role as the Joker and about a bit of the history, which I thought was kind of cool. But after that, the whole setup with Batgirl and the villain Paris France or Terence France was just, it wasn't required at all. You probably could have put something in there about more on a documentary look of the history between Batman and the Joker and first appearances and Look, I don't think it was a bad idea to add something into that comic book. I just think they chose the wrong thing to to add. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I would have thought it would have made more sense. Um, why not have the start of the film, like, a case that Batman and Batgirl were working together and they were hunting down the Joker. Yeah. And then at the end of it, like, I don't know, Batgirl catches the Joker and then he taunts her or something. He's like, ah, I'll, I'll get you one day. And then it's like, you know, 10 years later and then... The killing joke begins in earnest. In earnest, mm. so that way there, w- there just would have been more more setup. Like it would have made more sense because the whole yeah. Terence Franz thing or whatever. There's no resolution to it. There's no they payoff. Have expanded on the actual comic story as opposed to adding their own. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it felt like one of the writers was like, "Hey, I've always had this Batgirl uh, story idea. Is there any way we can uh, cram this in?" And they're like, oh, "Yeah, fuck it. Why not?" Yeah, didn't really fit wasn't necessary there were other options they could have taken to expand the killing joke story they could have easily yeah had the joker a bigger part and then towards the end is when the actual killing joke segments happen where he breaks in and shoots barbara mm. yeah yeah uh, i thought the art style was okay i was, uh... i would have preferred to have a darker art style considering we know that this was going to get turned into a in australia ma15 plus film mm-hmm. in america uh, yes. yeah i would have liked to have seen it in a much darker animated style mm-hmm. um it just felt like it was a kids tv show animation style which didn't fit for me yeah with heavy themes yeah, yeah it's a bit, bit i jarring. was watching it with my girlfriend and she was surprised when some of the things started happening in it that were very adult because from on looking it's just a kids animated batman show Mm. So it would have been nice to not only have the story be adult, but the actual animation be adult as well. Yeah, that would have helped a bit. I agree. Yeah, I thought uh, what would have been cool, but they never would have done it because it just probably would have pissed a lot of fans off. But if they used the animation style from the animated series, but then they made it somehow more adult, I reckon could have been a cool little spin or twist on it. I think they should just make their own, just a totally different animated style that isn't was already quite similar to an animation Batman style at the moment. Mm. So. It would just, yeah, they true. should have come up with their own way, really. Something that's not too cartoony, but needed to have that dark grunginess to it. Mm. Tom, any thoughts on what you liked or what you didn't like on the film? Well, yeah, I mean, just what I said before, that first 30 minutes I thought could have been handled better. But once the killing joke actually begins, if you're a fan of graphic novel, it's it's essentially page for page, word for word, which I I, I enjoyed. Once once that started, I enjoyed. Um, I always enjoy hearing Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill across from each other, reprising their roles respectively. So I yeah I once that began, once the actual killing joke began, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I felt that the story didn't translate to a cinematic level. Mm-hmm. The story of the killing joke is great, um, but just simply almost cut paste that story into a cinematic universe didn't turn it into a blockbuster uh, cinematic film to me uh the story it never involved heavy action going by the original story it never involved heavy action it was more of a mental aspect of it that and the, the backstory of the joker no i thought that was actually handled quite well at least i thought it was done well but at the same time 
doesn't translate to a cinematic universe, like I said. It's not entertaining on that level. It's not trying to grab an audience. It's just a good story, and it's not something that really pumps with action. It's not something that pumps with an audience participation. Mm. It's just bland. It's a bland story that everyone loves because, as a book, it works well. It tells mm. a really great story that people wanted to know, and that was the backstory of the Joker. But just putting that into a cinematic universe doesn't work doesn't pull the audience in and say, oh, yeah, this movie was great, this happened, and this happened, there's this explosion over here. and There's nothing that really stood out when it translated it into the cinematic universe. But I suppose, is there anything that says that it was? like? I mean, I know there wasn't a hell of a lot of promotional material for it, but for any that you did see, was there anything that you saw that you went, that you would have thought people would have gone, oh, man, that's going to be one action-packed well, it's not Batman that it had Joker to be an story. action, it just had to be something that said this was worth turning it into a movie. The story itself is interesting, but it's not entertaining. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's our general thoughts and feelings towards the The Killing Joke, unless you guys wanted to add anything else. Well, I think the reviews of what other people have been giving it have been a little crap, <laughs> for mm. lack of a better word. And I think that's because they expected that everyone who loved this comic would be the only people seeing this. But when you put it into a movie, and you put it on a Blu-ray and say, this is a Batman movie, you're therefore putting it out to anyone who watches movies. And those people aren't necessarily going to enjoy for the sake of, oh, let's see what the Joker's backstory is. They still want an entertaining story, and that's why it got such mediocre reviews. One thing I will say I want to touch on is I thought the the score was really good. I thought Mm. the soundtrack really helped um, drive some of those scenes. And there's a tag at the end of the film that goes into the process that, that, that they went into with the score and how much time and how much effort they actually put into getting a good orchestra to, to put the music together. So uh, I thought I, I noticed whilst watching the film how, how much the music st- and the score stood out and helped propel some scenes. Yeah, so. I think it really helped. And I, But at the same time, I think there was only so much the music could do when yeah. the dialogue was very... cut pace. Yeah, cut pace and not very entertaining in the dialogue between talking between two characters. And there wasn't really that much dialogue in general. When it was, it was Joker's backstory kind of dialogue, which is, again, not particularly entertaining, just interesting. But I was I was happy that they had Hamill and Conroy. I was very happy that they had those. There's, yeah. there's no one else who can do jo- like I. You watch another animated film and it's not Conroy and it's not Hamill and I'm just disappointed instantly. But does that worry you moving forward if at some point they decide they can't do it anymore? What are that they going to do because come. they've relied on them for many years and it's going to happen once they get older? Oddly enough, I don't mind John DiMaggio. Uh, the the dude who voices Bender in Futurama. He is the voice of the Joker in the Batman Hood. Under the Red Hood. I actually mm. don't mind that take. It's a little. He's got. A, he gets a laugh. Really, he does a really good Joker laugh. And some of the more really quiet, like real sinister moments, he, his voice gets really gets quite low, and it's really quite menacing. So I don't. I don't mind Dimaggio. If what you about as get, Batman, who would you go for Batman? I again with Under the Red Hood. I really like Bruce Greenwood. So you reckon they might be the ones to? I don't take think. Over I don't think they or? would. I don't think they would. But in a in my perfect world, if someone were to take over, I'd like them to. I'd, but again, I don't think they would. I think they'd look for younger talent. Also, Bruce Greenwood being a Hollywood actor, probably he's got he a lot to, of other things in his plate. <laughs> if he were to do it, he'd probably ask for like some astronomical fee. One one thing that I reckon that I wouldn't be surprised if when when Hamill sort of puts hangs up the hat, having Troy Baker do the Joker, who did the Joker in the Arkham Origins video game. 
Yeah, was that a, wasn't too bad. It either. was really good, as well as the Joker in the Suicide Squad animated film, Assault on Arkham. It was really good. I didn't, yeah, I didn't mind him. He's alright. It might get to the stage where they have to start looking for some new talent. Well, mm. yeah, that too. Interesting though. So, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> the way we score things is based on a drink, because we're always drinking. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, if you had to compare The Killing Joke to a, dr- to a drink, what would you give it, Tom? If you had plans of getting real drunk on the cheap, whatever your choice of beer is for that, that. Because at first it starts off not so great because it's a shitty beer, but the drunker you get the more okay you are with it. <laughs> so, I don't know, like, Carlton Draft or VB, maybe. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. So, you start off the movie and it's, it's not that great. It's not that great, but the drunker you get, like, <laughs> you know what? Nah, I've had worse. I've had worse. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Uh, duty, duty. Well, I would think it's one of those sort of, you go, you get like a Scotch and Coke from a, from a pub or a bar and it's it's... The, the initial taste of it is, oh, this is awful, but then the aftertaste of, actually, it's not that bad once you get past the after, once you get past the first taste. Because if Batgirl's the first taste, which is pretty crap, and then the rest of it's all right, that's how I find it. So it's like, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interject, but no one brought up the controversial Batman Batgirl scene. Ah, uh, the sex scene. <laughs> Is it controversial? It's awkward as balls. Yeah. You see Batman grab Batgirl's ass, and I'm like, nah. it's like Batman, uh, no! <laughs> the teacher and the student. Yeah, uh, it felt weird. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I wasn't huge on it. Was it was a, unnecessary yeah. as well, I felt. It was like, controversy for controversy's sake. Yeah. yeah Let's you, throw that you, spanner in the works. Just, just whenever you cause. see Batman trying to be human it's weird <laughs> yeah. just like at the very end of the killing joke when he's laughing his ass off it's just like no that, no, no, that no you're I, batman that i found weird because it's like the first time you hear kevin conroy laugh yeah. as batman yeah it's really weird it i like to felt, think he killed him i think it felt forced i like to think batman snapped and just killed him but that's me <laughs> he's got his hand on his shoulder and then the camera goes down and he snaps his neck yeah yeah or he just strangles him because you don't hear a crack or anything he just strangles him that's what he's because the Joker stops laughing and Batman keeps going. I think he killed him, but I know that's one of those ambiguous. Uh, one of the many questions from the yeah, movie. like it's it's open to interpretation. That's how I interpret it, but happy to be proven wrong. That's what we like to do here: prove you wrong. <laughs> well, do it. Nah, I'm right. Present. <laughs> All right. Well, if I had to give this yep. a review based on alcohol, I see. I've tossed up two different kind of reviews. I want to give this. Mm. I'm going to go with. My original choice, and I'm going to go and give this an off beer. Ooh. Controversial, I know. <laughs> I know there are a lot of people that love this story, but it just didn't translate for me. And it felt, I could feel every minute that I was watching this. It felt difficult to watch, particularly the scene of the, the entire story at the beginning with Batgirl that was added in. Felt very long, but I was expecting more going into the actual killing joke part as well, that it would expand on that story and make it more entertaining on a, on a movie level so to speak i, I am glad they, they kept it that's what they hoped with that opening act but it just it just didn't work. Well, like i get why they did it i get you know they want you to feel when barbara gets shot they're like oh no you know because <laughs> we had that 30 minutes of her and batman yeah, i've like, really got to know this character that doesn't really have any personality yeah and bitches <laughs> and moans when batman sets the rules and she doesn't follow him and he gets angry at her and then he then they do it on the roof with the yeah, gargoyle watching then they have sex at no point did i ever like that character i didn't feel for her yeah that's a uh, yeah it's kind of high when they're like I mean, feel for her yeah. eh, right i better? do feel for her 
in the aspect of what actually happened to her, but yeah, definitely. It's just not. So I've gone with off beer, and that's because you pick up a beer and you expect it to be beer, and it's crap. <laughs> it's twenty dollar beer from Aldi. Yeah, you, you should have spent that extra five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so that just about wraps up. Wraps up. Wraps up our movie review, and next we go onto our Twitter and yeah, let's have a look at what our fan base had to say with our latest Twitter poll. Tomorrow, when you are sealed in the voting cubicle, vote for me, Senator. Ke- Bob Dole. So, late last night, we wanted to know, essentially, what's your favourite movie that's been adapted from a book or from a comic? And I put up a Twitter poll stating four of, I would say, the most popular options. Coming in at third place, tied for third place, is the DC Extended Universe, which includes your Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, and now your Suicide Squads, as well as Harry Potter. Mm. Harry Potter tied with DC. I expected the Harry Potter fan base to really... Explode. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that depends on your Twitter fan base. <laughs> yeah, it's more true. male than female. Not saying males don't like Harry Potter. I myself enjoy Harry Potter, but I would say you have more comic book fans yeah, than obviously Harry Potter we, fans. Yeah, we needed to publicise this more to your sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and to your partner, Tom. Yes, yes, and my missus, <laughs> definitely. Uh, coming in at second place, we had Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit series, so the universe of The Hobbit. I... They're very popular movies, mm. award-winning movies. So if we gave it to the Oscars to decide, they would probably be in first place. Mm. But they're not. But they're true. not in first place, Ian. You're wrong. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, first place, we have, of course, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Am I surprised? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly thought Harry Potter would just... I thought Harry Potter might have picked up marvel cinematic universe hugely popular at the moment though so at the same time i'm not all surprised well that begs the 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 question of what is your favorite either your hero or your villain or character from one of these four series or sections of series that you thought translated quite well over to the well my personal favorite is going to be tony stark of course it is of course it is (laughs) they didn't just copy paste what he was before the first movie came out and that was probably the best thing that john favreau 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 did was he allowed robert downey jr to command this movie really and insert his own take on the character and it paid off hugely obviously Mm, big man now yeah not just that but he's in he's basically started up this whole marvel cinematic universe because before that point it was somewhat rocky grounds true that what about you, Tom? Is there any particular character you thought out of out of the four sections we had that you just thought that's an awesome cinematic version of? I'm gonna go with the Winter Soldier. I think he's but uh, how he's portrayed on screen is is awesome. He's just like a he's like the T1000 in Terminator 2. He just keeps coming. He just keeps coming at you. He, in the comics, like the story of the Winter Soldier itself, uh, very similar. It's just and there's this awesome mystery around it. You're like, who is he? What happened? What's what's this Where did he come deal? from? Where, Where did he, he go? Yeah, yeah. Where did he yeah. come from, Cut Nigel? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what ran through my head every every issue. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I I gotta go to the Winter Soldier. Would you get in an arm wrestle contest with the Winter Soldier? Depends on the arm. Fuck no. <laughs> Hell no. Even if it wasn't the metal yeah, arm. Yeah, it'd still beat the Fuck shit. Who would, who would win there? Like a Terminator or the Winter Soldier? Just using their arm. No body force or anything like that. I feel like the Terminator still. 
I have no idea. I've never thought of that. <laughs> just like the time continuum would just explode, man. <laughs> um, Neither. I feel like the Terminator wouldn't enter and he would just shoot <laughs> the Winter Soldier in the head. He'd try. All right. Cool. I would say my favorite character from a movie that's been adapted from a book. And I thought the character in the book just sounded stupid. And how are they going to do this in the movie? But it blew, it was just amazing, in my opinion, was Smaug in The Hobbit. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's a dragon that talks. Yeah. And he talks and rhymes a little bit here and there. And I'm like, how are you going to make a dragon talk? Like, you've done Lord of the Rings with the, the ring race riding the worms. And they were just screeching. And that was it. I'm like, how are you going to make a dragon talk? And better to come to batch. Perfect. Yeah. Just Chuck Benedict in. That'll figure it out. Yeah. Nothing cucumber sandwich can't do. <laughs> I thought it was cool. It was just this giant dragon, and then, like, hey, you can hear him breathe, and it sounds sort of like a V8 engine starting up, just humming for a little bit. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Just a real cool it, sense of atmosphere. It was right very now. well done. And I think that's probably evident in how well that second film did. Yes. The second, it's, I think that's the, that's the common thing that goes on. The second film is always the best out of a trilogy Star Wars, the Nolan Batmans, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. I can't think of any other. <laughs> <laughs> X Men. X-Men 2, a lot of people say that's better. That's true. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, that, that's true. Iron Man 2? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the middle ground is always the best one. Second Captain America movie. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang 2, the Chitty <laughs> Return. Star Wars Episode it's 2. It's a pretty chitty day. <laughs> Star Wars Episode 2. Yeah. The Passion of the Christ 2. <laughs> Crucify this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that wraps up uh, this week's episode. On episode two. On thank God. That's so hot. Nah. <laughs> uh, for movie adaptations, we'd like to thank anyone who uh, listens, subscribes, and reviews for us. Oh, and everybody's thanks for the great input on our quiz punishments because that chili was just great. Thanks for that. <laughs> Can you breathe? No. <laughs> Bet you're begging for that Twilight and Spanish marathon. Yeah. 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 yeah what's more painful? <laughs> Uh, we now have an Instagram account, which is shaken underscore not underscore nerd underscore pod at on Instagram. <laughs> so we'll be putting photos up of uh, of our makeshift fort as well as Ian's face after the chili. Yeah, thanks. Which will also be going up on our Facebook that we also now have. Yes, shaken not nerd. You'll find it. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like the encouragement. Yeah. And we're on Twitter at shaken not nerd. And I'm at Duty Dutram on Twitter. And what's yours, Ian? Oh, no, don't do this to me again. <laughs> I Johnson ninety two. I go. checked it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for episode two. If you've got any suggestions or questions or comments for the and next thanks episode, thanks for joining us, Tom. Ah, oh, Tom. Yes. <laughs> yes, Tell I'm you. still here. <laughs> I'm still here. Why are you in the first place? <laughs> yeah, uh, no worries. Thanks for I'm joining. I'm happy us. to throw in my unwanted opinion anytime. Oh. That's all right. That's what we do every episode. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but if you've got any suggestions for next week's episode or questions or comments or whatnot like that, please let us know. And um, Thanks for joining thanks us for again, joining guys. Toodle-oo. Toodle-oo. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kinder Lily. Shake it over rice and then add a thin slice of lemon. Shake it on stir. Do I look like I give a damn?